You're listening to The Revenue Playbook. Join top sales reps and leaders as they share exactly what it takes to go from cold to close. Well, welcome to the show, Michelle. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So, Michelle, you're the VP of Revenue at Dooley and you have a lot of experience growing sales teams and make them, making them successful. And I just read this uh, statistic about 40% of salespeople not hitting quota. That's a lot, isn't it? It's pretty scary, right? Yeah. So there's some obvious reasons why people or salespeople don't hit quota. Maybe it's the product. Maybe it's uh, there's not a market fit or whatever. But mm-hmm. what are some of the less obvious reasons that uh, sellers or AEs are not meeting quota? That's a good question. So you have to unpack a number of different things. Um, you start with the individual rep and look at what their day in the life looks like. So you start from top of funnel. How many inbound leads are they getting? What are they doing from an outbound perspective? How many, if you're, if you're driven by demos, how many demos do they have every day or week to generate pipeline for us? We have demos to pipeline to close one. So demos would be like the key thing that I would look at. Um, You can create opportunities without speaking to someone through a demo environment, but it's still good for you to qualify through demo. So you know what that whole flow looks like and you start at the top. Okay, well, does this individual get inbound leads if you're an inbound motion? If so, what sources of those leads are they getting? And then you, as a leader, you should probably know the the conversion rate on those sources. So you peel back the layers of the onion there. Okay, so they don't have enough inbound leads. Are the reps going out and finding their own business? So every account executive should know how to manage their own book. And that's, you know, in for example, going outbound. If you don't have enough coming inbound or if you don't have enough pipeline, you own that. So go outbound. You peel back the layers of the onion there a little bit. Okay, well, what's your messaging, right? Who are you targeting? What's your messaging? What are, what's your cadence? Um, and then you look at their discovery calls, which is probably the next thing because you need the inbound flow or the outbound flow to come in to actually book calls. And that's where you find the most of the coaching uh, opportunities there by listening to calls through Gong or Chorus, whatever it is. What's their disco look like? Are they asking the tough questions? Are they um, understanding the decision-making process? Are they showing value to the pain that that, that persona or, and prospect uh, that they're talking to? Um, and then if you can't find anything in those areas, and it could just be the rep themselves. So taking time to understand how this individual likes to be coached, um, are they in the right position, in the right segment? You know, I've had, I've had SMB reps in a mid-market motion where they are good sales reps. They just didn't have the ability to go through, you know, a 90 to 180 day sales cycle by asking those like core questions of how do you move the sale forward? They were better suited to be in an SMB motion, which was like high velocity quick hits. So just making sure that they're in the right position to begin with. Um, that was a lot. There's a lot that you can look at, but I wouldn't just discredit, you know, uh, the rep themselves. You look at product market fit and what's happening with the users. If you have a, a tool, 
um, that users are supposed to use. Like, what are they doing when they come into the tool? Are they using the tool? So there's a number of different things there. Okay. So talking about tools, there's uh, some research we did here at Dooley, and we surveyed some, a lot of, uh, about 600 reps. And we found there's a problem with something we call context switching, right? That reps yes. are, are wasting a lot of time. What's, what's this thing about context switching and do you think it's, it's an issue? Absolutely. So it goes back to my previous comment about peeling back the layers of the onion to understand like what's happening yeah. in their day in the life. I've had um, many situations where I'll say to a rep, you, you didn't hit your activity metrics at all this week. What, what took, like, what's taking so long? What's getting in your way? And it took me a while to actually understand what is getting in their way, as opposed to saying, you need X, Y, and X number of metrics. You need to do X number of like emails and pipeline and demos. And if they're not hitting it, I just say like, well, this person needs to go because they're not hitting their metrics as opposed to saying, okay, well, what's getting in your way? And when I finally sat down with my reps, I, I watched them go from tab to tab and copy and pasting and we had this super cumbersome way to create and close opportunities that took 20 minutes and it was just so much switching from one thing to another and if you don't have that ability to focus and be super super organized you're not going to be successful um there's nothing you can do i've i've seen maybe a handful of people out of the hundreds i've managed have the ability to go from like boom, 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 one thing after another, it's super, super rare. So identifying like how many tools are in front of them? Um, well, how long is it taking them to create a lead? How long is it taking them to close out an opportunity? How long is it taking them to update that opportunity? There's, there's a number of things you can dissect there. Right. So how do you go about teaching your AEs or your sellers how to structure their sales process? That's a good question. So we roll out a day in the life um, playbook where it outlines how much time they should be allocating to uh, performance metrics, right? So those performance metrics are typically their, their own sales math. I don't dictate how many specific metrics they have to hit on a daily or weekly basis. It all backs into how much pipeline they need to create. So everyone's different, right? So identifying your metrics, you should spend probably 45% of your week there. Then you should spend 30% of your week pipeline management, making sure your deals are clean, making sure you have a clear understanding of those deals. And then, you know, 20%, 25% on just overall um, coaching and learning and, and whatnot. So break it down and show the team what they should actually be working on to make themselves successful. And that's a playbook that um, is always evolving and everyone's different. So everyone can, you know, put their own buckets in to specific blocks um, that they think is going to be beneficial for them. Yeah. So talking about playbooks, um, just what's the role of sales enablement here? Uh, is it poor sales enablement uh, also affecting them? That's why they're not hitting quota. No, I don't think so. I think, well, sales enablement sometimes can get a bad rap. I've worked with amazing sales enablement managers and we have an amazing one here who is actually uh, used Dooley in the past and was a CSM. So she knows the, the tool inside and out. She knows the personas that we're selling to. So she's great. But um, I think it's a matter of too much noise in the rep's day. 
and we're constantly tossing shit in front of them. Right. Um, I'll never forget it. My previous role, we rolled out another piece of products or another tool for them to use. And one of my reps said, we haven't even used the other like three things that you, you bought. So why are we going to take the time to learn how to use this tool? And that's what people don't realize. If you're not on the front lines, if you're not getting on your reps level, you don't realize how much is directly in front of them. So our sales enablement, they use Dooley, obviously I don't want to shameless plug Dooley, but in my previous roles, we've had these enablement tools. We've had G docs, we've had sheets, G docs, tools, for them to understand like how to manage their, their sales process. And at the end of the day, they never opened up that other tool. Like uh, we bought a tool, I won't name the tool, but we, it was an LMS, not a single rep ever signed in because they're like, why? I'm not going to pull up another tab for me to understand my competitive battle card. When I just have like three little bullets here on a, on a post-it note, or I just tell them I'll send them something in an email, which is not good for the customer either. So it's just a matter of like, how can you make their life easier by removing all that noise? And sales enablement's job is to do that, but also make it easier for them to digest all of that, the stuff that you're teaching them. And if you're going to give them, oh, here's 50 Google Sheets of how to like position pricing, how to message and persona, they're never going to read it. They're just not, that's how salespeople are. Yeah. So are the AEs, wasting time or are they just not going after the right deals uh what's what's your 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 perspective of of the industry now um they probably lack coaching i think a lot of managers frontline managers are new a lot of managers um don't take the time to coach or even know what to coach so they don't necessarily have the insights. I mean, there's a lot of tools in the tech stack, but um, I'm a big believer in Gong or Chorus, getting in there and listening to the calls and taking the time to coach your team. And that's one thing. So you can identify a lot of gaps in their overall sales discovery and how they manage their calls, right? Someone could be absolutely terrible. And uh, if you're not listening to their calls, you're not going to be able to coach them taking the time to coach. So collaborating with the, the reps and everyone else on your team, doing deal reviews, doing film, film reviews, it's basically um, listening to calls. And then on the flip side, pi pipeline management and forecasting. So you have to carve out time to take a deep dive into your forecast and your pipeline. And he, this is the problem with a lot of new frontline managers. They just ask for a commit or what's your commit? What's your best case? Okay, cool. And they take it and they roll it up to VP or C-level. They don't necessarily take the time to ask those tough questions. Um, and they also don't have the visibility into it, right? Because you go into Salesforce and you're taking the rep's word for it and you're just like, okay, well, that's a committed deal. And you don't have it visible in front of them around like, okay, decision-making process. Reps don't fill that out in Salesforce. The contacts that are needed in order to buy. Um, firm next steps. Those are areas that you can dig into during a pipeline review and not a lot of managers do. They just, they just take the rep's word for it. And, um, and another thing is frontline managers do one-on-ones and pipeline reviews in the same call. And that's not how you should do it. In my opinion, I think a pipeline call is totally different where it's only focused on specific deals and that should be 45 minutes. 
depending on your sales cycle and how many deals, it should be at least 45 minutes where you're just drilling with questions. What are your next steps? Who are the decision makers? Uh, when are, why are they buying? What's the pain? All of the, the standard medic questions, um, which very, it's very rare. Not a lot of uh, sales leaders do that today. And then one-on-ones are completely different. One-on-ones are the reps time with you, career progression, things that are on their mind, um, other coaching opportunities. So net-net, it's really like the visibility of their deals and how you coach on the deals and then overall like sales process where you can coach there. Yes, coaching is is really important. And, and sometimes it's just a matter of, of managers getting uh, in there with their, their reps and talking to them. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So w- one last question. So we're talking about A's not hitting quota. So is there an issue with the quotas? Maybe we're not setting the quotas right. What are your like tips mm-hmm. about being realistic with quotas and, and making them attainable, but also challenging and all that? That's a good question. Um, something I've been going back and forth with on recently, looking at your revenue model, right? And your, your overall sales capacity. What, what's the target that you need to hit? How many reps do you have on your team? What's the overall sales capacity and quota um, allocated to each rep? Does it line up with your overall, overall revenue targets? Um, do you need less reps? Do you need more reps? At the end of the day, you want your quota to be attainable. Um, but also a stretch. And as sales leader, you look at top of funnel, like, again, like the, the number of leads, if we don't have leads, what's the outbound motion? If you have an outbound motion, do you have a BDR motion? Does that BDR motion impact outbound to, to deals, to pipeline? It should all roll up or roll down for that matter, top down all the way down to the, uh, to the rev model. So it just depends on the state of the business and what's coming in, what's coming out. And then the overall capacity across the team, across our quotas. So um, I'm a believer in making it attainable, but it also needs to be a stretch. If you're having, like, if you have a, a, a team of sellers that are all absolutely crushing it at 150% month over month, then maybe the goals are a little too easy. You want it to be a challenge, but you want people to make money as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Good tips. So just on closing, what would you tell an AE that's really wanting to hit their quota, surpass it. And what's one thing that they could do like this week to, to start getting there? I think you should ask your manager for help. Identify some key areas where you think you're, you could use some coaching. So whether it's discovery um, or, you know, forecast management, I, I suggest raising your hand, asking for help. And being honest with yourself too. So when you look at the deals, do you really think that this deal is going to come in or do you have some gaps in the deal? And if so, what are those gaps? So ask yourself those hard questions um, and then raise your hand for the help because you're not, it's my philosophy on my team is like, we will all win and lose together. So if you're not asking me for help, then I can't help you, you know, be successful. And it's okay if you don't know what you're doing or you're stuck, but I'd rather you raise your hand. Excellent. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It's a great, great, great talk. Great tips. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Revenue Playbook. For more sales playbooks, head over to dooley.ai.